Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris, that's Dan. And what are we going to be reviewing on this episode? Well, first airing on December 17th, 1992. That'd be my father's 30th birthday. Ooh, well, happy birthday, Eric. Not that Eric. No, Father Eric. This is episode 11 of season 4. Yes. It's entitled, Homer's Triple Bypass. Homer has to have heart surgery because... What do you think Scott Steiner would say about Homer Simpson in this episode? Mm, You would have to say, fat! So, yeah, Homer... We're finally doing an episode on Homer being fat and that being an actual health problem in his life. I'm kind of surprised, based on the other storylines they've gone through, that it took us till season four to do this. But clearly, somebody had the idea and decided to work with it. And I think a lot of it had to do with just getting Dr. Nick Riviera some screen time. Yeah, he'd been a bit player, but this is... The Dr. Nick episode, as a matter of fact, everything I could think of that's memorable of him, all but one of them happens in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, my my favorite, all-time favorite Dr. Nick line doesn't happen for many, many seasons. Nice. But oh, yeah. but this... As, yeah. Because the one that's not in this episode is flammable, me, inflammable means flammable? Yes. What, what the, the country? So that's the best Dr. Nick line. That is not in, not in this episode, but all the other ones you could think of besides Goodbye Everybody from the movie is in this episode. I know, Hollywood Upstairs Medical College is a pretty good one, too. That's from <laughs> King Size Homer. Yeah, and the line you're talking about is from Trilogy of Error, which is a great episode in itself. Yeah, it is. This episode made no sense. Tell them. Tell the people. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to a, a Dr. Nick heavy episode. And, and this is another great example. Uh, this is something you guys will hear us kind of talk about a little bit on the nerd table. How sometimes things are funnier in small doses. And Dr. Nick is a perfect example. An entire Dr. Nick episode would get tedious very fast. But put him as a put him in a in a sort of centralized role, but not the whole episode focusing on him. He's a very funny character. And this is, of course, a great example. So, first things first, on the chalkboard, Bart is writing that coffee is not for kids. But every single line is more degraded. More degraded! Yep, because he's shaking. Which is pretty funny. And then, the couch gag is the classic tiny family gag. It's the, it's the regular family, but they're all miniaturized. Is the family small, or is the house big? We may never know. So this episode starts off with a classic, just funny thing for The Simpsons, which is Cops in Springfield, the TV show. Bad Cops, Bad Cops. It's, yeah, the, the Bad Cops song is friggin' hysterical, too. And it's, bad uh, Cops, Bad Cops. They're, watch, they're using the police helicopter to watch a drive-in movie. Uh, Wiggum fails a suicide jumper and then does the motion that he's crazy next to his head, like... Jeez. Bad cops, bad cops. They really are just terrible, terrible cops. So, they're watching this, of course. 
and uh, <laughs> they're they're supposed to be going through a uh, some guy who's been stealing livestock, and they get the wrong house, which is Reverend Lovejoy's house, literally next door to a house filled with livestock. And did you house coppers? And then he puts out uh, an APB uh, for a suspect, a male suspect driving a car. Car. He's heading in the direction of, you know, that place that sells chili. Suspect is hatless. Repeat, hatless. And of course, did you catch the address that they went to? Was seven forty-two Evergreen Terrace, which is actually the Simpsons' address. We just had this revealed a few episodes ago when Bart has a crush on Laura Powers and gives the address to Mo, and it's not 742. So, good lord. So, Homer's watching the show in bed, and he is just, he's got everything. He's got pizza, cake, and he's stuffing down a turkey leg. And Marge is like, you shouldn't be eating all that stuff in bed. It's bad for your heart. And right on cue... He starts getting that chest pain, but he's just, uh, uh, just got to work the turkey through. And then he's good to go. Then the next, the next morning, the kids are eating their cereal. And Bart's like, hey, there was this gross train crash. You want to see the victims? And he sticks out his tongue with the chewed up cereal. And Lisa's like, ugh. And he goes, oh, yeah, you're right. We should bury them at sea. And then sticks it into her bowl, which is just. A terrible, horrible sibling thing to do. And when she screams, Dad! He almost has a heart attack. Clutches his chest in pain. But it's okay, because Marge made him a healthy breakfast. A fresh bowl of oatmeal. But there's a problem with the oatmeal, Dan. Oh, there's a fly in it! So he dumps the entire bowl down the drain. And then he starts eating bacon wrapped in butter for breakfast. And the best Dad, part... there's a fly on that. <laughs> it just stops it down his gullet. <laughs> so, right then and there, his heart's doing, doing great right now. And he's having some road rage issues on the way to work because he's stuck behind a slow-moving truck transporting the birthplace of Edgar Allan Poe. And he's honking at it and honking at it, and it's just... He is not having it. Hans Molman's behind the wheel, and he's ramming it with his car. And off the road goes the truck into flames. Oh, yeah, first his glasses break. He's like, oh, no. Now you've done it. But then he just goes off the road and, of course, catches on fire. Classic cartoon thing, yeah, just (laughs) completely ridiculous. But he gets a little worried because he hears this irregular thump, so he pulls into a mechanic. And he's like, oh, Pally, I think that's your ticker. Sounds like it's on its last drum. He's like, oh, I thought there was a problem with the engine. And as he drives off, he's just like, where are you going, sir? Yeah, we can't help him, son. Uh, he says something. F- I, I, I can't remember. He's a lot like that old jalopy or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, remember where we sold that old jalopy? He's going to go live with Mr. Robinson? You're a dumb kid. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so at work, of course, he's stuffing his face with donuts. That's right. Keep eating. You're getting ever closer to the poison donut. 
There's a poison donut, right, Smithers? Well, no, sir. We discussed that with your lawyers. They consider it murder. And, of course, he falls asleep and burns his head enough. He calls Homer into his office. And then we get the classic scene where you got Homer's Homer's heart in the corner so you can see what it's doing while he's reacting. Relax, Simpson. I just brought you in here to, for a friendly hello. And goodbye! Starts going off. Oh, wait. Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm being a little too hard on you. You're... Yeah, you're a... You're a good man. At being a complete idiot! Just... And then he gives him he gives him a fancy insult, and Homer just stands there confused. That means you're an idiot. And then it peters out. You get the classic static goes out of control, and boom, he is done. And Smithers leans over him as the ghost comes out. He's like, "Sir, I think he's dead." He's like, "Oh, what a shame! Send his widow a ham." And he goes, mmm, ham, and goes right back into yeah, his, his body. Yeah, his ghost goes back into his body. Cancel the ham. <laughs> Don't! <laughs> so, of course, they're rushing him to the emergency room in the ambulance, which stops to watch deer cross the road. Because, you know, nature is beautiful, isn't it? And then the waiting room is absolutely ridiculous with all the people that are in there for for ailments. <laughs> I mean that's always a classic thing to go to is who else is in the emergency room. So I've got I've got this as part of the trivia for the episode. So you have groundskeeper Willie has two arm casts on. Yeah. Uh, Jacques is in there. Remember Jacques? He's got his finger stuck in a bowling ball. Uh, Jasper's beard is stuck in the spokes of a bike. Of course, Apu's got a bullet wound. Akira's got his hand stuck in a wooden board. <laughs> And then they, the classic is uh, Sideshow Mel is in the cannon. And they're just like, it's not going to work as they try to light it anyway. And it just burns him. But the best one is Chief Wiggum's got lockjaw because his mouth got stuck open while he was trying to eat a giant sandwich. Hey, look, my whole fist in there. Bad cops, bad cops. Yeah, that's the best throwback as they bring the theme song back from the bad cops. Ah, uh, it's so funny. Yeah, it's it's a classic trope, but it works. So naturally, they're calling up uh, Marge to give her the news. And her sisters completely no-sell it that Homer's in the hospital. Look at that. Uh, it's 20% off of fat. They just don't care. And Homer has his life flash before his eyes. Which includes baby Homer... And he's got a pizza. And his father's just like, where the hell did he get that? Nobody, of course, nobody can answer that. And then Homer was apparently going to be a choir prodigy. He's got that beautiful singing voice. And in the middle of singing, he's singing Oh Holy Night. And in the middle of it, he hits puberty. When Christ was born. Oh yeah, and Grandpa Simpson's like, "Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna have a million dollar voice," and then, "Oh, dang it, dang, nab it!" I remember being complimented on my singing voice when I was younger, and then like, like literally that summer, I hit puberty, and then I didn't have 
a singing voice anymore. I never knew I had a singing voice in the first place. I definitely don't have one now, and I never will. But that's fine. I have a bad regular singing voice, but if I put on, if I put on the bass like I'm in a choir or something, I'm very good. I bet if I actually concentrated and tried, I could at least sound somewhat decent. But my big problem is the the breathing that goes into it. Because I have the issue, like, even if I'm just, like, singing for fun in the car or something, I get the issue where I forget the, to breathe and then the yawn starts. Because you're straining yourself. Oh, that's the worst. So. But don't worry, Homer's going to be okay, right? What doesn't kill him makes him stronger, right? Oh, no, quite the opposite. Yeah. You're as impotent as a kitten, and Hibbert just starts slapping him around. and Ow, ow, quit, quit, quit. What about your hippopotamus oh? <laughs> so they're going to go and do some tests. And they're like, now you can see this radioactive sample here of Homer's heart. Doctor, I haven't inserted the dye yet. Oh, good lord. And then the best one, which is, Homer, this is a body fat test. I'm going to start you jiggling and measure how long it takes to stop. <laughs> of course, he hits no. it and it's... Woohoo! Look at that blubber fly! <laughs> Cancel my one o'clock. Well, Homer, you're gonna need a triple bypass surgery. And Marge is like, we're gonna do whatever it takes to get make my Homer better. Well, I should let you know that this surgery costs upwards of $30,000. And you see Homer has another heart attack. Yeah, it's now 40000 Gotta love, gotta love the medical system. So, of course, they're trying to figure out how they're going to come up with this. And they're like, well, don't you have health insurance at work? Oh, no, we gave that up for a pinball machine. And then Marge does the dough. And Homer's like, oh, come on, Marge. We're in America. Our healthcare system's second only to Japan and Canada. And Germany, and England, and, well, pretty much all Europe. And topical joke is topical. Because we're still, in 2021, making jokes about America's healthcare system. But Homer does find a place to get insurance at the Merry Widow Insurance Company, which is great because they've got the, uh, they've got the crying widow on the electric sign, and then she's dancing on the grave with dollar bills in her hand. I love that stuff. All right, now, Mr. Simpson, I have some questions here. Uh, where it says heart attacks, you crossed out three and wrote zero? Oh, yeah, I, th I thought it meant something else. Oh, sure. And then he starts having another heart attack as he's trying to sign the papers. And they refuse to insure him. He's rushed back to the hospital. And he's just like, I had this, I had this straight dream. I was in this really hot place, and there were all these people in red pajama with pointy hats, and they were poking me with sticks. You know what that means. Someone hasn't been a good Christian. But he ends up going to Reverend Lovejoy to beg him for money. And Rabbi Krasovsky. And Rabbi Krasovsky. <laughs> and then he goes to the Hindu temple. The Buddhist temple is just like, ah, oh, forget it. And he's just done. But then he sees the answer to all of his problems on TV. 
Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Nick, and I'll do any surgery for $129.95. (laughs) Call 1-600-DOCTOR. The B is for bargain. (laughs) These gloves came free with my toilet brush. There's so many great Dr. Nick lines in this episode. So it's just like, that'll be the answer for the surgery. And of course, the kids are like, what surgery? All right, kids. Well, maybe I should tell you. Well, Homer, no, you're going to upset them. Oh, please relax. We're the MTV generation. We feel neither highs nor lows. Really? What's that like? Meh. Meh. <laughs> so he uses sock puppets. So then Mr. <laughs> Mr. Surgeon takes out Mr. Legvane, and he goes to have a vacation with Mr. Artery. And of course, Lisa figures it out. Are you going to have a triple bypass? Of course, she figures it out immediately. Bart's line is great, too. If something were to happen, I won't have a dad. For a while. But, yep, everything's going to be okay. And then one of my personal favorite jokes is when he's in the hospital bed to be prepped and he's got the little remote button. Bed goes up, bed goes down. Bed goes up, bed goes down. Hey, Homer! And Flanders is next to him. Flanders! He's donating a kidney and a lung. Really? To who? First come, first serve. <laughs> and in comes Dr. Nick to greet his patients. I Donating a kidney, not a big deal. Donating a lung is Kind of a, a big, big deal. deal. It's not... You can do fine. If you're plenty... I mean, he's ripped and stuff, so he, he'll be fine with one lung. But... My grandfather lived for 15 years with one-third of one kidney. Yeah. Damn. It's, they are pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually said that before, like, when I die, because I, I want to be cremated because I don't like the idea of my body decaying in the ground. I'd rather just, I'd rather just have my ashes be spread out into the world and be energized. But take all of my organs, anything that can help, take it. Because what do I need them for, right? Strip me down. Take whatever could help somebody and then cremate the remains. My fleshy skin. So of course, Dr. Nick Riviera. Dr. Nick Riviera, you're wanted in the, cor- with the by the coroner. I'm so sick of that guy. And when he tries to leave, there's all the reporters. Where'd you hide the bodies? You know, it's such a nice day. I think I'll go out the window. And... Homer's a little nervous. That night, Flanders is praying. You know, thank the Lord for Ziggy Comics and all this other crap. And Homer actually has a real prayer. You know, I'm Until one of the nurses go by and points to a sign that says there's no prayer. No praying, yeah. I know, it's actually a nice prayer, too, because he's like, just, I'm scared about the operation. Just look after my wife and kids. Make sure they grow up right. And then, shh, no praying. Well, this is what your discount hospital gets you, people. Of course, it kind of makes you wonder why Ned is in there for Dr. Nick, considering they've always said the Flanders family is pretty well off. But at the same time, I think the Flanders family can be very frugal, too. So maybe that maybe I just answered my own question. That's usually the way things go. (laughs) So, of course, the, the kids are in Sunday school and the teacher is going, and that's why God causes train wrecks. Any questions? You know, my dad, 
having a surgery and I'm worried what would happen if he if he dies. Like, well, they say when you go to heaven, you get to do whatever you want all the time. And Lisa imagines him going, cloud goes up, cloud goes down, cloud goes up. And they do the segue into bed goes up, bed goes down. And then here comes Krusty. Almost gives Homer another heart attack. It's like, so what are you doing here? Oh, I'm here as part of my public service for my glug, glug, vroom, 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 <laughs> crash, crash, <laughs> crash, crash, yeah. And he's like, yeah, nothing fun about what you're going in for. Look at me. I'm in the Stitch Club, too. And he's like, are there any after effects? He's like, well, let me tell you something, pal. This ain't makeup. <laughs> that is terrifying. Then, of course, Grandpa's there. And he's like, they say the saddest thing is if a father outlives his children. I don't know what they're talking about. Frankly, I see an upside to this. So, there you go, Grandpa. Thanks for your wonderful father fathering skills. Uh, Lenny and Carl get him a get well card, which is just a warning label they ripped off of something at the plant and all signed it. And they even got a replacement for Homer. Do you remember Homer's replacement, Dan? Just a Oh yeah, it's just a brick tied to the <laughs> tied to the, the lever, yeah. And then Barney's like, Homer, you're really brave for going through this. I could never be a woman. Barney, I'm not getting a sex change. Oh, what I get this jumbo bikini for? And Mo sneaks him in a beer. And he's just like, here you go, Homer. I snuck this in for you. Thanks, Mo. Uh, Homer, that beer ain't free. And then one of the best jokes is Dr. Nick is watching an instructional video on how to do the heart surgery. And yeah, some... he's like in the stacks at the library. Yeah. Oh, no, blood. Oh, that's too much blood. No, someone taped over this with people who look like things. The typewriter guy. <laughs> the jack-o'-lantern guy. We just want some respect. And a new candle every now and again? Yes. Hey! And then they have the, uh, the, the, the funny but also sweet moment where he's supposed to be giving Bart and Lisa advice in case he doesn't make it. And but he he's a dum-dum, so they... Lisa has to give the advice for Bart, and Bart has to give the advice for Lisa. Yeah. Lisa, something I always wanted to tell you. Bart whispers in. You're adopted, and we don't love you. (laughs) Bart! (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, it's a... So, of course, they do this in teaching hospitals where people watch the surgery, but for some reason, Springfield, the the joke is that anybody can watch it. So there's, like, Mm -hmm. people making out, people eating popcorn, like it's a movie theater. (laughs) And here comes Dr. And then there's Jerry and Kramer with the jeans. Yup, yup. <laughs> oh, that's a great kit. That's a great Which for kit. the episode, they actually had to use a York peppermint patty because the junior mint is too small for them to fit to be noticed on the screen when it falls <laughs> during the scene. So, no, so, uh, after, so we didn't mention, but after Lisa found out about the surgery, she has been doing a deep dive in the library. About oh, heart yeah. surgery. Oh, yeah. You know, they're going to stop Dad's heart for six whole minutes. Of course, Marge does not want her reading about this stuff. I don't want you worrying about it. And it's like, no, the opposite. It's going to be so reassuring. Well, it's a good thing she did, because that's going to pay off in another minute. 
So, of course, here comes Dr. Nick. And if anything should go wrong, which it won't, let's not get the law involved. <laughs> One hand washes the other. Ooh, which reminds me. That's when he puts on the gloves. It says it's for the first line. I got these gloves for free with my toilet brush. But then the best part, right when Homer's going to sleep, what does he say? <laughs> as soon as Homer's eyes are shutting. What the hell is that? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be terrifying. <laughs> and then it's, here, right, here we go. It's time to go. What am I supposed to cut? Don't you know? And then Lisa starts shouting. Hello! You got Patty and Selma bringing Marge this new guy named Andre. <laughs> she was like, my husband. Homer's not even dead yet. Oh, yeah. yes. Let's hope he stays alive. I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Moe's Mo's offering a, uh, a silent prayer. Barney's like, how long has it been? Uh, about 20 seconds. Well, does it like burp or something? And then they're just like, should we start over again? Uh, Hell, Hell no. no. <laughs> yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then Apu's like, poor Mr. Homer. Could it be that all those, all that buying of beef jerky processed it? The guy comes in, give me some beef jerky. Would you like some vodka with that? Yeah, sure. Why yeah, the hell not? <laughs> so with Lisa helping Dr. Nick, we get that we get one of the best lines of Dr. Nick history. Say it, Dan. Oh, it goes like, the hip bones connected to the something. And then he goes in the red things connected to the blue thing. And the blue thing's connected to my wristwatch. Uh-oh. Hey, no. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> and then that's when the surgery is a complete success and everybody celebrates. And as Dr. Nick is just reveling in the fact that he did a great job, he is one of my favorite Simpsons jokes. He's confronted by a guy. Well, it's my old pal, Mr. McGreg, with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. Just the stupidest thing they could have thrown in there. But that always makes me laugh every time. Remember me? <laughs> and of course, Homer pulls through. And at the end of the episode, they do the classic, the hearts beating to the theme song. And then it stops and Homer has to punch it to liven it back up. So Homer survives a triple bypass surgery performed by Dr. Nick Riviera. That is actually an accomplishment, I think. So let's do some uh, some trivia for Homer's triple bypass. Krusty's line, this ain't makeup, is one of Matt Groening's favorite lines in the series history. The original broadcast had the number as 1-800-DOCTORB. But that was an actual medical clinic, so they had to make it 600 for syndication. Because the lawyers were like, yeah, I can't do that. Um, the writers wanted to do the scene where Lisa and Bart visit Homer before the surgery, but really didn't know how to. So James L. Brooks made the whole thing up on the spot. That's actually pretty brilliant to come up with that entire scene just like that. Hey, so how should we have this go? Uh, how about you do this? <laughs> well, there you go. That's one of those things, right? Is like, like I've told jokes about what a what a goofball working for Johnny Glitter was in wrestling. But if you got that guy to come up with a storyline for a show, he could just do it like that. He'd be like, just be like, so what do we want to do with these two guys? 
He just he would just ponder it for like ten seconds, and then he would just come up with something. It's a gift, man. I mean, I wish I was clever enough to to improv like that, but good stuff. Uh, the sock puppets that Homer uses are Akbar and Jeff from the Life in Hell comic strip. Matt Groening gets those guys in everywhere he can, even if you don't understand the reference. He still puts them in there. So, the episode was running short, Dan. They needed some filler for it. So you know what they added? Bad cops, bad cops. <laughs> that was the filler that was added to meet the runtime. And that's I mean, awesome. Yeah, it adds like almost 90 seconds to the beginning of the episode, yeah. Yeah, because they, they, it is actually a pretty long sequence when you think about it. That's also why they kind of held it on the music, I think, when they did the scene with Wiggum. Where they went, bad cops, bad cops, and they actually kind of held it there for a sec. So that makes sense. The idea for the episode came from James L. Brooks, although the writers disagreed with such a heavy topic. But I'm glad that they did it. The, uh... The 600 area code for the American numbering plan. Do you know where that actually is, where you would find a 600 code? 600? No, no, off the top of my head. Northern Canada. Uh, so Springfield's not even in America. At least this part wasn't. So the episode was actually brought, written by freelance writers because the show had the depleted writing team where the uh, the third season ended and the remaining members did not bother to do the episode. So you can thank writers Gary Apple and Michael Carrington for the creation of this episode. And they decided to have David Silverman be the guy to direct it because they wanted such a serious episode topic to be as funny as possible. So... He went to, whenever Homer would have the grimace, he made them extra cartoony. That was a way to take away from the grave topic. Which makes sense, you know. When he has the out-of-body experience, there was, uh, Homer's foot never left the body, which meant he never actually died. And they even brought in a doctor as a medical consultant just to make sure they got everything correct. The episode was supposed to have a different ending. It was supposed to be a throwback with to uh, Grandpa seeing baby Homer eating the pizza. That was supposed to be the end joke, was Homer eating a pizza in his bed and Marge going to the nurse. How'd he get that? And the nurse just shrugging. But they decided that, you know what? This was a heavy episode. Let's end it on the cheery note. Let's have his heart do the... So, yeah. What do you think of Homer's triple bypass? It's got the Dr. Nick stuff, man. It's great. Yeah, like, that's just it, right? It is it is a pretty heavy topic. So they really go out of their way to put in as much humor as possible. And the Dr. Nick stuff is gold. And there's a lot of subtle, subtle jabs and jokes in there that work. So I like it. It's a good episode. It's, uh... It's probably a lower tier episode 
in regards to season four. But that's because season four has so much other great stuff in it, m- many of which we've already reviewed, because we're not even halfway through the season yet. Like, we're just on the cusp of being halfway through the season, so. So, you know, you, it's just one of those things, right? Not every episode is going to be a jam-packed home run, but just because it's not a home run doesn't mean it's also not really good. Like, the worst season four episode is still a good episode. Although I don't think it would be this one. I actually don't. Actually, I think I know what it would be. We haven't covered it yet. But I'll reveal what I believe it to be when we get to it. But yeah, Homer's Triple Bypass. So next time we come to you guys, we're going to review an episode called Marge vs. the Monorail. Perhaps you've heard of that episode. Mm-hmm. I-, I-, I believe you've heard of it. I believe everyone has heard of it. And it's kind of like the, the Mr. Plow joke. Like, yes, we know you love Mr. Plow. Everybody loves Mr. Plow. I think everybody knows about Marge and the monorail. That was also one of the the high points of the Conan O'Brien era. Because the monorail song was written by Conan O'Brien. He's also performed it live before. You can see that video on YouTube. Yeah, I see the video of the, them doing stuff at the Hollywood Bowl. And he comes up to it. Yeah, he does the whole, the whole monorail song. He also does the Stonecutter song and they add an extra verse to it. And the extra verse is about adding an extra verse. (laughs) Because Conan O'Brien. So yes, next time we'll talk about Marge versus the Monorail, which is a not-so-heavy episode after dealing with Homer nearly having a fatal heart attack. And No, but it's a top ten episode. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a very, very good one, so... Yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of the classic episodes done this season, and then, like, the next two seasons are also going to be, like, really classic, legendary-style episodes on the show. So we'll have a lot of fun with it. But that, of course, will happen next time. And that's where we'll see you guys again. Check out all the great shows here on CKCC Radio and join us again for another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting? Nothing at all!